episodes and then she's murdered by the vil- the meteor freak of the week and i was telling john as a kid that like really hurt me but then you go to the next episode of smallville and people are just like clark how you doing he's like oh i'm okay i guess and then they <laughs> never talk about it again yeah. your girlfriend was murdered like <laughs> Yeah, Come but on. what's I mean, his home planet was destroyed. That's true. So. He's got a lot on his plate. <laughs> yeah, but that's so crazy. Yeah, like they had that's to fun, have known. It's like Psych when they they had the themed episodes and like the people were in there. Well, yeah, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> this one's real and all that's fake. Like I was telling John too, the this girl was in scenes with Allison Mack. Like they had they spoke to each other. They it's had screen time they together. Like, that's crazy to me. It's a real dick move. Real dick wolf move. (laughs) Okay, let's just go into this. Hello, and welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Peter Blankenship. And John Girdler. Good evening. (laughs) I liked that. For some reason, Peter. (laughs) There's no reason for me to have liked that as much as I did. Anyway. You force us to get creative every week, so we have to uh, keep keep it fresh. Uh, but Peter, it was your pick this week as we're, this is the last pick for the horror movie round of our horror movie season. So do you want to introduce this movie real quick? Well, <laughs> do I? <laughs> it's uh, Green Room, um, 2015's Green Room. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's uh, it's on Netflix right now. <laughs> Play him off, John. Play him <laughs> off. Play yeah. him off. I wasn't ready for the intro. Damn it. His office game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Directed by Jeremy Salmier or whatever. We it's never okay. do that. It's okay. I don't know, man. I'm introducing it. <laughs> it's okay, Peter. It's a green room. <laughs> it's about something happening in a green room. Not like literally green, but the <laughs> room you go on before you like play a show. It's where the artists hang, hang out before out. the show. I don't yeah. know why it's green. Don't ask. But uh, <laughs> I was thinking of like a green screen. Room, oh, really? You know, just a room full of green screens that they could. It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually t- been in a green, green room. Green green room. Yeah, we set up. Well, we kind of set up a green screen room, but it was all white sheets. See, <laughs> so we didn't so use still. real green, but it was the, for the same purpose. Yeah, is what I'm. Getting anyway, at. that's where this title we came from. Super, yeah, let's let's nail this in. Okay, so <laughs> yes, <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the movie is the Green Room. It is a. I would say it's more of a thriller horror than just a straight horror. I was confused by the horror label because I guess it was gory. Yeah. Well, but it's also a scary concept. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, like I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put it in a thriller um, because it's not as dynamic. Like I think thrillers, the protagonists have a little bit more say in what's going on. And you know, in like uh, You're Next, yeah, how that to Great me movie. is a horror movie because it's you know like a um, home invasion, but it's kind of turned around. This is kind of like that where it's you know it's nothing supernatural and this kind of stuff you know there are skinheads out there there are uh neo-nazis and the horror and this was how easy it was for uh, this to happen yeah that you're right that's because i think that's one of my main notes is the real tension and kind of scare factor of this movie is they do a great job of showing how believable this could happen like this is such an easy thing to happen to anybody and they make it really realistic because I would argue, except for like a few characters, nobody's borderline mentally handicapped like you get in <laughs> yeah. a lot of horror films oh, yeah. where someone's making the stupid decision of like, you know, the, there's the classic joke of the, the somebody runs up the stairs instead of out the front door when they're being chased by somebody. 
you know, that's a simplification. But in this movie, everyone, both sides are highly intelligent in their thought process. Yeah. Which the, is the very band surprisingly so. Yeah. yeah. I, I made that note too. Like the dialing 911 and then um, asking where the police were like before they came yeah, in the room. It, and I know we'll talk about that. But. It's just very refreshing. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why I like this movie so much because there's even cases where in horror films, I'm, you know, I'm hard pressed to think of one off the top of my head, but where it's the reverse. Cause you see a lot in movies where, the victims are playing stupid and the serial killer or the masked maniac or whatever is outsmarting them. But there's also the scenarios where it's still a horror film, but then the serial killers or whatever being dumbasses, and somehow the protagonist is able to outsmart everybody. So it's, I enjoy the even playing field, if that makes sense. Yeah. And how cool Patrick Stewart is the oh, whole time. Yeah, just calm, cool, Nazi collective. Which added to, yeah, which added to the creepiness. He, his oh, character yeah. was creepy. I, we're going to get into that in a second, but I, like one of my favorite moments of the whole movie is he has one moment of freak out on one of his own men where he slams into the wall and then immediately just stops and goes, you know what? I apologize. We must remain. Like He like immediately snaps back into... Ooh, that was the wrong thing to do right now. We need to keep our heads. Hey, this was, is a fire hazard. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but has uh have, I know we watched it once together, Peter. I had seen it prior to that. So this was probably my third or fourth time seeing this. And then John, was this your first viewing? It was. Yes. It was my first I'm viewing. I'm so glad. Yeah. That's I'm I'm liking that. That's gonna be a I wanna I'm very interested in your opinion on a lot of the stuff because I feel like it's a very shocking movie at its core. Like that's where most of the uh, not scare, but you know what I mean. Like most of the, the high intensity moments. Like, it I, I never thought the violence was over the top, and it also, barring a few like scenes with the dog, um, was zoomed in on or like. It didn't seem gratuitous, right? It was like, um, like it, that is what it would look like. Yeah, pulling the knife out of the head. You're like, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Or even the box cutter. You're oh, like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The, the, when the, said that. I I wrote down yeah. that Un- unpoetic. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes as he. It looked like she unzipped that man. Oh, <laughs> oh that's oh. such a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they've warned you about these things at work, Mark. I know. Yeah, <laughs> big strong <laughs> river belt man. <laughs> And she's just a girl. Oh, man. Yeah, before we get into this, let's do the quick 30,000 feet overview. So this movie follows a punk band, and I mean like a pure punk band. They have no social media presence. Punk or heavy metal? No, it's it's punk. punk. It's punk for sure. Yeah. And uh, they're a punk band at the end of their, what seems to be on the last leg of their tour, and uh, they're stopping at one last gig, really, it seems like, before they call it quits, because the gig they were supposed to go to you know, ended up being a bust. And so they end up taking a gig at what is a Nazi, like, hangout. Yeah, like they were originally going to have a show, and then that got canceled. Right. And then they played in the diner. Which is, I thought it was like a Mexican Yeah, it was a Mexican restaurant. It was? was Oh, for sure. (laughs) But, yeah, so then they take one final gig at this uh, Nazi hangout where they inadvertently witness a murder, and then they are trapped in the, you know, titular green room in this standoff between the Nazis and themselves. So that's really kind of where all the tension is based around. All because Sam forgot her phone. Well, yeah, no, they- wh- to be fair, it wasn't she forgot her phone. Because that's how I remembered it. But then I realized it was because they had already kicked him out of the green room. And so 
she they just didn't grab her phone because they didn't know it was hers. True. So then they went back to get it. But yeah. they kept showing her her phone like randomly played a it was significant throughout the beginning of the movie if you notice they kept showing oh, yeah. it being plugged in and charging oh no yeah and, like, like, and so you knew it was going to do something, something to do with, with the, the phone. phone and it's maybe from uh, Arrested Development yeah. yeah and then they also did the I don't know if you noticed the opening scene with um, I'm going to mess this dude's name up Anton Yelchin Yelchin R.I.P. great actor I wish he hadn't died that makes me really sad you know his death if you're rich and you have a gate have a gate opener just have the little button Press it. You don't have to open it yourself. Well, I thought the whole part of that story was that he, um, that it was jammed, and he was trying to unjam it, and well, then the jeep. He got didn't him. put his car into park, so. Oh, man, that makes me sad. But anyway, when the first opening of the movie where you see him, the arm that's out in front of him is the arm that gets slashed up. Oh my gosh! And then also, I read this on you know the truest form of trivia there is, IMDb. Uh, that the first and last lines of this movie are shit. <laughs> so that's I thought funny. that was pretty fun. Yeah, because when she says, tell, some, tell, tell someone, someone to give, to give a, shit. a shit. And so that's the last line of the yeah. movie. But uh, yeah, I liked this opening and I think it felt set up a really great tone of just, I don't know, just something about what a realistic look at what it'd be like to be a traveling band like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're broke, they're siphoning gas because they can't afford any. They seem tired of each other. Yeah. There's, it's kind of, I think to a degree, it's a little bit mystified. You know what I mean? Like they kind of make it look like it's this, you know, true drive of what it means to be a musician. But at the same time, they're showing the like harsh realities of like, wow, that would suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, th I thought they were going to ask for help when they like go into town and then it goes to them like siphoning gas. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not exactly what I was expecting them to yeah, do. And then they're hiding in the ditch looking for that nice person to help them out. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the uh, I liked the comment, though, when they were looking up. the It's like 11 miles to uh, that ice skating or the ice rink. Yeah, which skate rink? Yeah. It's which like type of skating? It's like hockey guys beat the shit out of us. Bunch of kids, not so much. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, well, I've... I've met a couple guys that can hit pretty hard in rollerblades or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's like, I mean, again, over-analysis can be a thing, but I took that as a sign of they are intelligent. You know what I mean? That's like a smart way to approach Yeah, quick things. on their feet. Yeah. Having to think. They're not dummies. Um, I thought it was interesting there when they get to, I guess, are they supposed to be in Seattle? I think it's Oregon. Oregon. Well, okay, Portland. so they're in Oregon. <laughs> Uh, but when they meet up with the radio host who interviews him real Tad. quick. Tad. <laughs> with that ridiculous mohawk, man. Yeah, wake up at five in the morning to put, what did he say in his he hair? He said put jizz in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he calls him Tadpole. That's <laughs> great. This is a really clever way of kind of dropping some backstory on like them not having the social media presence, which actually ends up being significant because yeah. people wouldn't know they were missing or yeah. where they were. Well, and they didn't missing. know, and that was a thought process with the uh, Nazis talking about people knowing that they would be missing, but they they won't. Yeah. Meet, like, well, and they right. point out in the green room when they're talking about stuff like, does anyone know we're here? Not anyone that matters. And they list like literally only Tad would know because he set up the thing. Yeah. Poor Tad. Probably Poor Tad. had no yeah, idea. Yeah. And then he dropped the little egg that his uh, cousin and his girlfriend were yeah, coming to stay. Yeah. His and the girl. Yeah. I, I forgot listen. about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a quick well, yeah. one drop yeah, line. Yeah, and right. the dialogue is so fast that, like, they even tell you, like, they know they're going to a place that's going to have skinheads. And then they're like, yeah, but every show has that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is true. Like, I mean, when I was in, <laughs> when young, dumb, impressionable Mark 
in like eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade was into death metal and stuff. I tried to really get into punk music, like real punk. It's just not like it's very hit or miss. And I learned very quickly that exactly like they said, it's very much associated with, you know, skinheads, like the skinhead scene. And it has been since its creation. So it's kind of one of those like it feels weird to listen to pure punk, if that makes sense. Like most you of the, feel like you're part of that community as a whole well, when you listen to it. Like, uh, he finds himself empathizing. I mean, yeah, but it, <laughs> I don't know. Mark has it, been accused of being a terrorist on here before. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> but yeah, that that interview, uh, I I liked the interview scene, but I truly disagree and hate when this type of conversation about music comes up. Yes. I am not a, like I enjoy music as much as the next person. I think everyone in the world enjoys music to some extent. I wouldn't consider myself like a music connoisseur by any means, but I hate this almost elitist weird view of, Oh, you know, music's about in the moment and feeling it live and, you know, an experience and sounds like a jazz artist. <laughs> I think I'm people sure experience music in different ways. Well, and I, I do, but I agree with that. This. I agree with that, but to the way they go about saying it is as if that's the only real music. And, and even later when they tell you they're true island bands. Like yeah, that it, was very it, revealing. It reveals that it is a little bit of a show. Like It's an act that they're kind of putting on. Yeah, they're trying to be a part of the scene. Because they all say like a real punk band, and then the reveal is like... Simon and Garfunkel. The Beatles was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> yeah, Those the, guys, origins of emo. Origins Simon of emo. Gar- I, Garfunkel. I, I agree with that. Their lyrics, man. <laughs> <laughs> the Desert Island game, just in general, is interesting. I was surprised that never really ended up Maybe I'm missing the metaphor of it all because, you know, um, Anton Yelchin's character can't think of his Desert Island band when he's asked Until about the it. End. Until the very, very end. And then we never have it really revealed. And I mean, it doesn't have to mean anything, but I, I feel like it's interesting that that's such a brought up point multiple times it's in the a, movie. Like a through joke. Yeah, it's almost like a through joke, but it, by the end, it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't, it's not like it really packs a punch in terms of. It's just funny at the end. It's a good yeah. punchline. It is, but they were setting that up the whole time. Just yeah, that I mean, because like yeah. honestly, who does? Who, <laughs> especially in that moment, yeah. who who does give a shit? Sorry, guys, I like you, but I mean, it's not one of my things to remember. John's Desert Island Band is <laughs> Peter's our metaphor guy. What you got for us? What metaphor wise? Is it a metaphor? No, I I, I didn't read a metaphor in there. Okay. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. We're just saying you're usually. Yeah. It's not an insult. We're usually saying you're adept no, at picking yeah, up I, the. I didn't yeah, read any any metaphor in here, which is I think another reason I like this movie a lot is it's, it's like it's pretty, pretty straightforward. You just don't. This can happen. Like yeah, it, it's it'd be a movie that's difficult for the overanalyzing. Yeah, like I just I actually earlier this morning watched a great uh, video documentary thing about. Uh, the process of overanalyzing art, and then it's the whole idea of where do you draw the line of, yeah. you know, it gives the example of the author says the curtains are blue, the English teacher says the blue represents the melancholy of the protagonist and the situation he is in his life, and then the author responds, no, the curtains are just fucking blue. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where do you draw that line of what's important, what's not? Because yeah. if you took something out of it, should the author take that away? And it, it was interesting. 
but the main example in that video essay was about apparently, and it makes sense now, but I never thought of it this way, was that King Kong's actually an analogy for the African trades, slave trade. Makes sense. But the authors say that that wasn't the purpose of the movie. Well, same but you thing, can take that analogy from it. Same thing with it. the uh, original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, yeah. Like, that was analyzed over... Uh, like Re- Communist Red Scare. Right, which it's not. The well, guy, yeah. the, the director literally said he just wanted to make a scary movie. Right. And then there's the Abbey Road, the Beatles album cover, where they're walking across the street, and it's like one of them's barefoot or something, yeah, yeah. and people are trying to find symbolism there. It's and again, like, it's he just, just forgot his shoes. Yeah, yeah. He just forgot his shoes. But it, again, it brings <laughs> up that question, though. Where's the line of, like, the author had an intention but us yeah because sometimes pull something from it sometimes it is intended intended, right like and i think if it's intended and we don't pick up on it it is almost the author's fault or the creator's fault for not doing it well enough but then if we're putting something that the author didn't intend i think that's fine but i don't think you can teach that since it wasn't intended that's an interesting thought because it's really just comes out to that whole debate of you know whether or not. But what the fuck does I have to do with this movie? <laughs> oh, sorry, but it was the, it was the whole ta- we went off the tangent of the whole thing. No, of just I got you. Whether or like, not hey, there was symbolism. Are we talking about this right now? There's What's your other podcast? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there was a point to it of just the idea of like because no, yeah. you said this movie didn't really have any of those things. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there are people <laughs> no. that watch this and take away something deeper from it. Yeah. As opposed um, to just the more true, realistic nature. Comment right to us if you feel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We usually go on dumbass tangents. I took us on an intellectual one, and I'm getting I don't chastised. Wanna, I don't want to think right now. I just want to talk about some blood and horror. Let's. <laughs> what about that cover that they did? Oh. Nazi punks. Nazi punks. Nazi punks. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's fuck off. And it's by the Dead Kennedys. God, Peter. Dude, I don't. They said fuck you in there too. Well, they do, but it's. The, it's a little, the uh, lyric I watched it with the subtitles ones. and they cracked me up. Oh, I had to watch it with the subtitles. It was, yeah, it's kind of hard to catch everything. Well, if you didn't. But that's weird. I wonder if it was a Netflix thing. Because when I watched it in uh, on Amazon Prime, the first time it came out, like I never had any issues. Flawless. So I wonder if there was something weird with that. 1080p. <laughs> Native. <laughs> Native. But before we get to them at the Nazi thing, I laughed pretty hard at them playing hardcore punk like pure punk music at a mexican restaurant super awkward like what that would have been hard to get into as a band member like with that yeah i don't know how i almost would have just been like nah dude (laughs) let's do an acoustic set (laughs) did you see the one guy like on the side of his phone yeah i was recording it see i thought that was going to come into play too because that was going to be a like oh they were seen here kind of situation Mm. but yeah let's go ahead and get to this nazi gig at this Nazi retreat, which would have freaked me the fuck out. I think Gabe's character, um, the guy that kind of is running the place, you know, like, and he's the calm, cool, collective oh, side. Oh, yeah, 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 Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a really good job, I think. His character was like, you were kind of almost rooting for him by well, the end, or I was. I felt and, sorry for him. I felt yeah, bad for him. I felt sorry for him, and it also does a great job, especially in the beginning, kind of tricking you because you think they're trying to think of a way to just let these kids go. Like, they're trying to figure out a way to work this out where nothing else has to happen. You know what I mean? How calm he was, where it was just like, oh, before just he went here. to the trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, like, the initial, just stay here, we're going to work this out, like... Like that there was it seemed like there was going to be a an attempt at a resolution before shit goes bad. And obviously that's was not the case, 
but just that calmness added that level of tension of God. like, oh, maybe something. And I love, I love the scene of just like watching, and you get the little side view of him leaving the room, going into the uh, trailer. He's in yeah. there for like five seconds, and he comes back out. You know, it's just like, okay, yeah, I <laughs> has I, a big ass gun. It was to take like one step back though before you know she shit hits the fan at that thing when they're playing for the nazis and we already said they play the first song is a prank they play nazi punk and they get into the then they get coronary yeah their real set i thought it was weird that we didn't hear really any of their music it just started playing like the classical like overture kind of thing and then just the gig was over i think that's a little bit of laziness since the ain't rights don't exist so instead of have to come up with something creative i like that band name by the way the ain't rights but the then, type of music they were playing it fit. They call yeah. them the aren't rights. Yeah, the aren't rights. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I liked it though. Watching them after they ostracized the, the oh that they audience. won the crowd over yeah, that. and then like watching them like sway and like start the mosh pit. God. The balls you have to have to play a song called Nazi punks fuck off to a room full of legitimate Nazis. Like who have no real, sense of humor? Yeah, real yeah. skinheads. <laughs> yeah, but that's when we see, um, like Worm and Amber and Emily, like yeah, hand, like leaving and going into the back room and stuff. Like we see the napkin being passed and stuff. Well, yeah, and you can also this is also a scene where you can see the band's not taking this. Like they understand they're Nazis, but they're not taking it as seriously because one, for one, they actually did, play that song, and two, uh, maybe. Uh, makes the joke of like, if you don't go through with this, I'm going to tell him you're Jewish, like as a joke. And it's like, ah, that's not a funny <laughs> joke in this environment. <laughs> but the thing is, they they could have just made it out. They would have made it out. Oh, yeah, they would have like just 100%. Away. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because like, it's, it, there's no reason for them to have been harmed up to that point. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they play their set. And then when they go back to the green room, they're stopped and they're, all their stuff's been taken out except for their phone, uh, maybe's mm. phone. And so she goes back no, to Anton get it. Oh, Anton. Yeah, sorry. Anton goes back to get it and walks into the green room and sees that there has been a murder. A murder. His first thing is to call the cops. Yeah. That's actually pretty Which, fast. That's what I was going to say. Like, would you guys have responded that quickly in that? Like, what would you have done? I, I don't know that I would have immediately dialed 911 like he did. I, I thought that was pretty quick on his feet. I would like to. Th- I honestly think that was a realistic reaction of because he kind of hesitate. He he doesn't hesitate to cut and dial nine one one, but he does hesitate to get out of the room because the smart thing Monday morning quarterback style would have been grab the phone and just book it. Yeah, and tell them, tell your friends like run, just run, leave your shit, run, and dial nine one one as you're going, and then just see how far you can make it. But you sure, know, he's still processing. Oh like, yeah, what actually was yeah. it their fault? Like. That's okay. that's such a you walk into a room and there's just a girl on the ground with a knife in her skull like I don't know how you process that so yeah I think I think it was a very realistic like him kind of panic move he just does it because I think our instinct is to naturally call the police in that situation but uh, he struggles to get out of that room yeah oh and then they all get locked in that room with uh, the big man and a loaded gun I feel like that was the weirder part of the movie i did laugh at the whole argument about locking doors man 
Because if someone had just locked that door, that yeah. movie would have gone completely different. Yeah, it cracked me up because like the dialogue, like I said, I like this movie's dialogue a ton, and it reminded me a lot of like Quentin Tarantino. I've where said it's that realistic. Before. Yeah, where the dialogue just is going. I wouldn't say so. Like Quentin Tarantino's is really realistic, but I think what makes it so iconic is because it's more laced with expletives. E- expletives as well as more flamboyant in terms of its like it's more character driven and more like yeah just. You know, it has a lot more flavor to it, while something like this has the core of the Tarantino dialogue, but it's just very realistic. It's just very, you know, this is legitimately what people say. (laughs) They lock it, and he's like, see? That easy. Yeah, that easy. Not that hard, buddy. (laughs) Like, yeah, there's a lot of great dialogue moments like that. From here, though, when it's just the, the brutality of the, you know, the weird tr- gun trade-off and Anton oh, well, gets his arm just sn- yeah like, oh. and before that with like Worm is still in the room and she's like I don't know maybe she's still alive oh you know, and, he no drags her? And, he, and he drags her and he pulls out and he's like there it is oh. and then when he's leaving out of the room he's like your second to last song what was that <laughs> and then he's like toxic revolution real hard that's the one I did or two. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. You're like, oh, cool. So oh, that geez. song's off the set yeah. now. <laughs> I'll never be the same again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. Because that was... Because, like, even that scene, though, wasn't... That was brutal. Them dragging the body by the knife. But you don't see a lot of blood. Until... And it's it's out of focus. When yeah, it's, it's out of focus. Face, and you just but see kind of oozing. When Anton pulls his arm oh, back in... Oh, my God. Yes. And it's been slashed up by the machete. Oh, and, and then yeah. even that scene was very well put together because when they're wrestling with the big guy originally and the foot goes back and it breaks the vent and then she's looking in the vent later and she, because of the break she can see the red oh, laces yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you know out of the corner and she goes, oh my God, they're going to kill us. And then at that moment he starts getting hacked. Oh my gosh, yeah. Ugh. Just him pulling that arm back in is ingrained in my mind because that's like how is his how is his hand still attached how is his hand still attached yeah, like, well, oh it's brutal to that point the conversation had been so almost pleasant like they were i mean the topic wasn't obviously but they were right. both pretty like cordial like trying to work something out and no like, exactly oh, like you were saying earlier oh maybe they're they are gonna let maybe, them yeah, go maybe and even with it be... being pleasant they knew patrick stewart was full of shit well and yeah having imogen poots in there and she's they tried making her look ugly with that haircut because it was awful. Oh, yeah. Image and Poots can get it. I'm just but, saying. Yeah, she's she still got it. Yeah. If you can have that haircut, and I'm like, you know what? I, she's still very attractive. Yeah, might hang out with, <laughs> might hang out with uh, white supremacist, but like, I can I can save that. Well, she <laughs> said she wasn't a Nazi. So well, I think she was just into the scene. Yeah, you Just know. classic. Like, I'm not a Nazi. I just, <laughs> just like, like kind music. of racist, and I like punk music. It's one of those things. Yeah. But I, I didn't fully trust her at this point. I don't know if you were supposed to or no. not, but I, I thought there was going to be a twist where she was. Yeah, first viewing, I thought her. she was going to be, something was going to happen with her, where she was either involved or set him up or something. Yeah. But no, 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 she's, she's, you know, victim just as much. But and while they're in the room, we're introduced to Daniel again because he gets them in. Um, but the cousin with the red oh, leather yeah, the coat, and he's like in the car, uh, and we know it's his escape car. And then you know that it gets figured out um, pretty quickly because because again, it's like what we were saying: the Nazis in this movie are highly intelligent, or the, I should say, the head Nazis, the Nazis that we're watching control the situation. Because you know, there's a bunch of the red boot or red lace boot, you know 
thugs wandering around. God, but that the, scene, like with just looking at their boots and you see ooh, all the that red was laces, terrifying. You're like, oh my yeah. gosh! Mm. Yeah, that was terrifying. Reminded me that I wanted some hiking boots. Or even the <laughs> the, the twins, the twins stabbing each other because he's like, oh yeah, I tried calling you, you know, to report a stabbing, and then he gets them to stab e- themselves. Like, oh, that was like how very smart, calm, and collected they were doing that. Well, well that's not the first time. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what Peter and Andrew do to each other all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, they did. yeah, forehead Brothers. to forehead. Just all right. Just stab me real quick. Oh, man, yeah, that was a weird scene, but yeah, like, but like, what I was saying though is just the upper, you know, the leaders of this group are highly intelligent, and it reminded me so much of that, like, what American History X was about. Kind of was the worst case scenario with Nazis, where it's there's the whole thing where they talk about Edward Norton's character was so dangerous to the gang movement because he was a highly intelligent individual taking charge of all these angry kids and that's like one of the messages of american history x is like the danger of these highly intelligent easily susceptible people running these hate groups and that's the same vibe i got and like peter american history x who what nazis were scarier these nazis or american history x nazis (laughs) it's i mean hmm. edward norton was scarier but he th- was swole. But I think like having Patrick Stewart be the leader in December, like Mr. Dogman, oh, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, And how cool he is too when he's just like talking about how much these things are going to cost. Because he loves them dogs. What he can do with his dogs, yeah. He, he, the man loves his dogs. He may, he may hate everything else, but that man loves his dogs. Oh, man. But I hate when movies bring in like the, um, where the cops are called and they come in and you get this false hope that like, they're actually gonna do something oh, and, like, the day, yeah. and either the cops get killed or well, yeah, there's I'm glad they didn't get killed. I mean, were you given false hope twenty minutes in? You thought this was gonna end? That's a really short movie, no, Peter. But, no, but, <laughs> no. but John, you, that's a really good point because I hate that in horror movies too, where it's the classic like, "Don't worry, we're gonna have two police officers stationed out outside just in case to make you feel safe," and then it's immediately in a horror movie you're like, "Oh, well, those two dumbasses are dead already." But they didn't like, get killed. No, yeah, that's what I like about this yeah. was that it was. A very well handled, realistic. We can't do anything to the cops because if the cops go missing, obviously that's going to trigger something. So they just create a fake scenario to deal with the cops, and then the cops leave, thinking yeah. that they've dealt with the situation. And even searching in the van and finding the uh, siphoning equipment, they're like, yeah. "Okay, so we can but stage this." But even the brilliance of just the breakdown of the f- fake crime they're doing yeah. with the two brothers stabbing each other. The one guy's like, "Don't worry, this knife's not big enough to." Ran, have a felony fel- yeah felony charges short and so we'll hold on to your money if you actually do any jail time we'll double it they've like, done this before yeah like yeah. it was so that's what was terrifying it showed was the how, audience they're like these guys know what they're doing yes it, it was, was so calculated yeah they're not idiots it oh it it i loved it uh let's talk about they're their not, first not big push idiots. to escape the room because oh there's God. there's two big pushes to escape the room yeah and then well i guess three total but two that go wrong and the first one, ooh, that's pretty harsh. I think it. I don't think it was a stupid idea. I think, uh, what was the drummer's name? Tiger. Tiger. I think he was right with what he was saying. I think he was being an asshole about it. But if they stayed in the oh, room, wait, no, that's Reese. Never mind. Oh. Tiger's the first one to go. Oh, okay. I just mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Though, is one of them is basically telling the truth is saying if we sit here we're guaranteeing they're gonna bust down the door and kill us we have to try to make a run for it does that work no 
And one of the reasons why is I'm not saying I would do this in this situation, but the the first mistake was when that dog appears, they scatter. If they had stayed in a group, they that dog them that dog couldn't have done shit. Yeah. Like they would have all gotten bitten. Yeah, but they would have all been alive. Like it's the one dog. It, like it wasn't two. Exactly. Because it's surprisingly small too. Well, I mean, it's like yeah. A, I mean, it's a vicious killer sure, dog, sure. and it's trained to go for necks and everything. Like I understand the logistics of yeah, yeah how yeah. bad that dog can be. But when you have that many people, you can all tackle it. Like, you can get control of it. And so they all scatter. I thought the throat... I couldn't decide what was worse. The throat rip by the dog. I think it was the... Well, hearing the stabbing. Hearing the machete attack when he dives through the window was... No, it's like they were stabbing him over and over. Well, yeah. I thought that throat ripping out was pretty hard to see. I think that looked worse, but the sounds were definitely the knife knives but then when you, it was uh tiger getting his throat ripped out that you see the nod to oh he sees a shotgun underneath oh, yeah, the bar yeah. which comes back later which that is does cool. play off well but uh then they you know they obviously retreat back to the green room after getting doing the feedback yeah I, maybe he was smart grabbing the fire hydrant and he's able to do she does it a couple times where she's able to blind him yeah with spraying him down that was pretty smart i was surprised that two of the like what felt like the main members of the band were killed off so Real quickly. quickly. Oh my like, gosh! I I thought that the guy with his wrist, um, who ended up being like the last man standing, I thought he was going to go first. Oh, you thought uh, Anton was going to go out first? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that obviously went horribly wrong. But then I, I we keep talking about how smart these Nazis are. I feel like we're <laughs> praising them. I feel like we're it's like listen, there was there were a lot of good people with those Nazis. Okay, <laughs> a lot of smart people. They can a lot change. of smart people. We don't know all the facts. There's a lot of good Nazis yeah. there. <laughs> I saw plenty of them with hair on their heads. <laughs> but I just mean in the sense of to say how smart they are again, the idea of using the dogs and the whole thing of like they're going to frame the crime scene to look like they broke onto the, the property. property to siphon gas and the dogs got them. Again, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, whoever wrote this movie spent way too much time thinking out, like, no, no, how would I get away with killing a bear? <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's almost that, like, uh, was it was it Basic Instinct with the ice pick murder? Where it's like, uh, to a degree, this is actually a perfect crime. I don't know if you should be telling people about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, the dog, because I think the dogs have had a level to fear, level of fear, I should say, because... Dying by dog bite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ripped apart by dogs is not a not a fun night. Well, and then even post death with uh, the drummer, they were having the dog go at him. Oh yeah, that was didn't ooh. need to hear that. Yeah, didn't didn't really want to hear that. But yeah, that was attempt number one, and then uh, I guess we kind of skipped over that they found the heroin room, which is the main Downstairs, reason yeah. why they can't just shoot him and have him go missing because they can't have anybody come investigate that that site because then they'll find all the heroin and then they'll be in real big trouble. There'll be no more venue for their punk shows. I know. I like to think Patrick Stewart is just a guy who's like, listen, Nazi music is underutilized. I'm really trying to get a lot of Nazi bands off the ground. So what if I have to dip into heroin? It's for the greater cause. The greater cause. (laughs) He's just misunderstood. Because he he had to go up on stage and tell the audience like they're (laughs) canceling the show or whatever. I was wondering who the audience thought he was, you know? He seemed a little out of place. Oh, they know who he is. Oh, no, yeah. He's like, yeah, he owns the place. He is the master. Okay. Yeah. To use like a cult analogy, he's the. 
he's the head of the church kind of thing. So none he's of those people savage. are like drifting. Yeah. Wait, can like, I say that? I don't know. I'm afraid of them, but we're just going to say it anyway. The He's the miscavige. <laughs> it was me, Charles. <laughs> I wish. I wish that it happened at the end of this movie. It was all me. They'll come for you too, Charles. <laughs> the <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, so the, the heroin room is kind of a... It's not a big reveal, but it's an explanation of why things have taken a deeper turn. We also get the reveal of the... You know, the getaway car with the cousin, Dan, Daniel. Yeah, because after Daniel goes in with the Damn, other guy Daniel. to finish it up, um, he goes back to Gabe, and he uh, Patrick Stewart's like, you said you didn't want Daniel on door duty. Why? Then he tells him why. Then they see the car. Then he goes and investigates the car. Then he finds a bat. Which I'm assuming was That used, was linked to another crime. Yeah, to their boot party, which was them beating the shit out of some poor soul to earn their red laces. Thank you, Gangland. I learned a lot about Nazis through Gangland. I was going to say, I did not put that together. Oh, no, yeah, that's what... (laughs) Because he was going to take that and turn them in. Um, Yeah, that's why uh, when Patrick Stewart in the movie, John, says red laces only, Mm -hmm. that's people who have either killed or beat, like, actually spilt blood for the the group. That's Mm -hmm. how they earn their red laces. Because now I remember her seeing the red laces under the vent. Yeah, Yeah, and that's when she knew, oh my God, they're going to kill kill us. us. Gotcha. Because if they were white laces, then they're more like administrative, or they're just like new members. And then a boot they just party, got new shoes. yeah, <laughs> a boot party is pretty self-explanatory. It's them like knocking someone to the ground, and then it's a group of people kicking them, earning and, their. And it's, it goes along, you know, with like the old getting your black belt because it got black because you were in the ground all the time. Yeah, your laces are red because you spilled blood on spilled blood. It's a metaphorical like thing, and so the bat was used in that crime. And so it's one of those, uh, they can charge them with like conspiracy because they did, you know what I mean? So I thought that was a pretty interesting reveal that also hyped up the situation of how everything that was happening is just a clusterfuck of situations. But then how short-lived Daniel is. Oh my gosh, that got me. That was almost like um, the House of the Devil or whatever where it's, (laughs) wait, you're not the babysitter? Yeah. Yeah, because when Patrick Stewart talks to the guy and he's like, what did we forget? Yeah, he's pats him on the face or whatever. And he's like, now what did we forget? And then we're like, cut in there. And he's like, it's okay because I know where they keep the... <laughs> just in the face. Yeah. Just shotgun blast to the face. And the- we already knew that it should have been where his hands were at the first thing. And they weren't. And we're like, oh, shit. Then I'm not going to lie. Bartender's got a great follow-up line. Too slow. <laughs> like, that, well, you- that bartender... Cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> I said this wasn't much of a horror movie, but that part did scare me to death. Yeah, they, yeah, that that makes you jump. And then Anton with the hatchet to the oh yeah, to just machete. one one shot to the throat with that machete, and like Whoa. not a lot of noise was made. A lot of neck trauma in this movie. It's it's How a hard get yeah, it's a hard movie for me to watch. There's a lot of neck trauma. It seemed like the the deaths of the characters were not glossed over, but we're just like done with so fast. You didn't really process yeah. any yeah. of it. And like it, the characters didn't process any of it either, really. Well, I don't think they, I don't think you have time to. Yeah. You're just adrenaline at, at that end, point. Like they didn't even really, I don't know. They and then they run out there and maybe has a shotgun and then she just like overshoots the dog. Oh God. When, yeah, when, yeah. Imogen, Poots, Imogen Poots gets shot in the leg and then she misses. Well, she hits the dog, but it's in like no. the butt. Uh, see, cause I, I saw this stuff behind the dog no but it, yeah it gets her in, this it is gonna gets keep, the dog in the butt and then it's like this is gonna keep the dog alive for another hour, hour or whatever yeah yeah 
That dog did nothing wrong. But yeah, just ripped her. Ripped oh, her a new one. Oh, yeah. I was on the dog side. It, it didn't choose that life. The dog's just being a dog. It's true. You don't have to shoot the dog, man. Although maybe, you know, does that mean we're responsible for our actions regardless of our circumstance? Ooh. It's hard to say. Find out next time on Too Much Free Time Park. No, Is <laughs> <laughs> it nature or nurture that made the dog Ooh. that way? Well, you know, it was a Rottweiler, so yeah. it's going to be nature. <laughs> and it was nurtured into being efficient. <laughs> what did you guys think of the whole paintball analogy? I love that he got cut off the first time, first he, was time he was trying to tell the story. It. And then she's like... I want to hear your pep talk. Yeah. Is that supposed to be a pep talk? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like too, I don't know, like well, this, silly. So for honestly, this, this was the only part of the movie I was like, eh, no. <laughs> according according to the ter- director, it's a true story. That he made up. That he made up. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things where the pep talk, like I get the concept. The, the logic is there of the idea of, you just got to do something so unsuspecting. Yeah, that they that won't. It, they comprehend. won't. Yeah, they won't know they, what's they happening. They could have created a better story. Oh or yeah. delivered less. I don't. I, didn't I guess really the like fact, it. and this would go with it being an actual true story, right? That it a, isn't better. It just kind of is the way. Yeah, because the the name of the guy that he says did it that put together the party, or whatever, is apparently the director's friend who did that, like uh, in real life. So it's like a. That's what. Yeah. Apparently, is the story. But yeah, that's the only part that kind of seems out of place. But uh, it's a pretty cool. I little... like it though, because it was in that moment after they got maybe done that Patrick Stewart was like, "Okay, you can just go in and shoot the other ones." Because we don't need all of them, right? One of them can disappear, and which then... is why he didn't send in ten dudes with machetes, and then they could go ahead and start staging up the road. Which is why we have Tweedledee and Tweedledum going in there <laughs> to wrap <laughs> things up. And boy, did they not! Yeah. <laughs> they, bl- they blew that. They blew that. Yeah, the I, I I wouldn't say it's the better part of the movie, but it is interesting, you know, their final overcoming the Nazis thing. I, I liked the final confrontation with Patrick Stewart and his yes. and his lackeys at the end better than their initial escape from the green room. I did like Poots in the couch though. Poots in the couch yeah, that was that pretty was, cool. That was pretty good. I don't know how she snuck up on him without him. Well not yeah, hearing. definitely and I think from that angle she was in his peripheral vision, but like Yeah. Just gonna overlook it because it's a cool shot. It was still, it, it was, was a still cool pretty shot. cool. And I like watching her with that box cutter. Oh man, we skipped over it, but when they kill the big dude in the the room, like I said, that's a that was a surprisingly brutal moment because it was the whole like just let me know when he's unconscious, and they're like, how are we supposed to know? Because they tried it and he woke up, and then it just image poots just from the gut all the way up, just slicing open. Wah! Uns- yeah, unceremoniously. Wah! Again, yeah. Just unzips him. Just that's the only way I thought to describe it was unzips him. But uh, yeah, when they finally confront Patrick Stewart at the very end in the woods, I loved the line by that it was just Anton. Know, what's his, Anton's just being like, "We're really gonna do this," and Image Poots being like, "Why the fuck do you think we walked through the woods up here?" <laughs> Would you guys have let the? Is it Gabe? Is that his name? Let him yeah. go. He said he was gonna call the cops or whatever, and they kind of let this Patrick Stewart's son go without killing him. In the woods, I I probably I probably would have, just because, especially at that point, I like there you got nothing to lose. You don't have a phone, <laughs> and then him like power washing while all that crazy shit's going on in yes. the green room was pretty funny. It's well, it makes it even better because when they get to the car and they the guy 
that's been training the dogs turnarounds and sees him and then he's held up. But then Patrick Stewart like comes around like sweeping like whoo do 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 like cleaning up a crime scene. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. It was yeah, I was like, oh no, I've been out of played. <laughs> yeah, I I loved that. I like that it was just they killed him. They killed the Nazis. Um it was a He it domed him. He domed him. It was a weird it was weird though that it was like Patrick Stewart just walks away, just starts walking well, away. He says to pull his gun. But honestly, that's also a tactic they that I don't say they tell you to do. But like, you know, he's like, I'm gonna test if they're gonna shoot me or not. I'm just gonna yeah. turn around and walk away. And as he was doing that, he was going for his gun. Like he yeah. was gonna turn around and kill them. But um then he You gets, guys know he a lot domed. about these Nazis. We're listen, like you know, there's a lot of good Nazis out there. You know, not all of, all of them get a bad rap. No, yeah, <laughs> Nazis. It's like uh, what what is it? It's like a Mormons. Not all of them are bad, <laughs> but some of them are practicing polygamists or something like that, right? Like that's not good. Why why slant the whole name? I want to go ahead and just so this is not misconstrued. <laughs> we do not actually think of that about Nazis. Yeah, this Nazis is, are the worst. This is one of those <laughs> slash s moments. Sarcasm. Yeah, this uh, episode is rated S for sarcasm. Most of my Nazi knowledge comes from Gangland. That document. Remember that they used to do yeah. the different gangs Nat shows. Geo. Oh, I loved that show. That was such a good show. I, I learned a lot about them gangs. At the end, that there is more of a final boss battle. Yeah, I but I love that, that it quotes. wasn't. And you he's like, like "You are so much scarier in the dark." Yeah, that was a good line. But oh, that was or like at night or whatever. Line. Like I was like, "Yes." No, it was the uh, "You're scarier behind the door." He said that there's something. I, it was about the door. I, I heard it. Dark. Or that's what I heard. Yeah. Maybe you watched Amazon. We watched Netflix. Because it's, exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing, you know, or like the monster hiding in the closet. You shine some light. It's not. It's, it's nothing. It's yeah. just your dog pancake right there. Just I just, for like how smart he was up to that point, I would have liked to have seen him be more, either more prepared or I don't know how you can prepare for something like that, but I would have liked to have seen it escalated more at the end yeah i think yeah, he again oh, he, you know he was bamboozled peter and said then it. worm and his friend getting poisoned i uh, that was a great like long con that i forgot that he gave them heroin there's and a then bad strand going around you're like what oh uh, he had poisoned them yeah gave him a hot dose or whatever oof brutal brutal i'm not gonna lie though I kind of went, oh, when it was, they're sitting by the van and the dog comes up and yeah. you're going to have to shoot this dog and none of them have bullets because it's just like click, click, click. And then the dog just goes up and lays next to its owner to die. You're like, oh, <laughs> I know you killed people, buddy, but that's adorable. <laughs> just want him to start eating his face. Oh, <laughs> you want him to start eating his master? But the dog isn't a cat. That's what cats do. Yeah, because cats are the worst. Dogs will at least start at the extremities. Dogs are the best, man. That dog was so well-trained, and it was still super loyal. It was a very chill dog. Very chill dog. It knew German? Yeah. It was, what was it? Faust. Faust. Yeah, and, what was, and he kept telling something to like attack the face or whatever. Ver mouse or something. like Ver <laughs> mouse. Of know. course, a bunch of Nazis taught German commands to a dog. <laughs> yeah. It's also a sad cut back to Tad. Um, just vacuuming his house. Oh, and yeah, like, had no idea. The, yeah, the like, where are they now? Thing. Yeah, and listening to the interview. Yeah, knowing that, that the band is now dead. Is now dead. And then and we no do, one gives a shit we, about his uh, band. We do see what's his name, like Gabe or whatever, like walk up to those farmers. Uh, like, uh, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> we we uh we need the cops. We, 
back here? Well, I don't, but like we, I guess, is I'm going to go, but like call the cops. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it 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 just ends with the whole like we said, the whole I finally thought of my desert island movie and then it's tell somebody who gives a shit, which I'm happy there wasn't any sort of like weird forced romantic Anything. How could there be? Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, telling you. I guess I'm too glad. Movies do that shit where they throw it in. We talked about it in Rogue One where so much of their situations together shouldn't have led them to have a romantic relationship, but oh, they forced it for in. Shared experiences, Mark. I, it's just like it happened so quickly. I could I could definitely see someone in like higher up Hollywood just being like, uh, let's fit a love story. Teenagers love that love shit. You know what I haven't seen in a movie in a while? Some angry sex. <laughs> just angry some, at the situation. Some post-killing Nazi angry sex. Uh, coitus. We're going to call it coitus. <laughs> Not colitis, but coitus. Coitus. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that how, that's how the movie wraps up. It's a pretty just crazy, short, simple story. Yeah. And uh, it's very effective. Like, it's not one of those movies that really has like a message at the end they don't like try to do the whole like and this is why nazis are bad well maybe it's, it's like no no <laughs> you already go into the movie understanding nazis are bad well maybe it's always just the you know testicle spectacles wallet and watch you always make sure you have those things on you <laughs> before you leave you want to blame it on them leaving the phone but it's like i said they didn't have there's not there it's really the door not being locked yeah it was the door not being locked <laughs> so, that's the lesson of this movie lock always doors. lock your damn doors <laughs> okay yeah it's not hard to lock a door. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at you, moms and dads of the past who didn't and scarred your little children. Oh, God. <laughs> Mom, why was dad wrestling with you last night? This seems a little personal, Peter. <laughs> Peter just needed this platform to vent. I'm, I'm now laughing at the idea of like a director's cut that um, Anton goes and knocks on the door and it's locked. And then the, the guy unlocking the door being like, hey, man, uh, you can't come in here. He's like, oh, yeah, we just left our phone. He's like, oh, what does it look like? Oh, it's an iPhone. Plug the new thing. Let me get that for it. you real quick. And he like, like barely opened door, like shoves it through. He's like, okay, man, yeah, you had a great set. He just goes back to not that box, not that box, fuck. Wow, that's a good short. It's like, wow, wow. Yeah, we learned a lot. Nazis and bands. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's if it was like the always sunny, it would be, you know, like the gang plays a neo-Nazi. Yeah, gang plays for neo-Nazis. Uh, but this is a uh, this is definitely a movie I'm I will keep in my upper echelon of recommends. Yeah, because it's it's just an insane, quick. It's like it's gory, but it's not throughout. So I feel like if you're really not into gore, it's simple for you to avoid it. Uh, <coughs> what am I wrong? Like there's only there's a good besides bit, the it's, actual death. It's definitely not. It's not a hostile. Blood. You know, yeah. like it's not a, a. It's not like torture porn, right? But. No, but I just mean in the sense of the walls aren't painted with blood. Right. You know what I mean? Like you see the death, it's very brutal, but then they don't focus yeah, on it. Even the guy that. getting his head shot off basically wasn't actually shot off. Yeah. But my argument is you can't easily avoid it. You're saying it's That's oh, true. I just mean well, in yeah. the sense of like you don't have to constantly deal with it. Right. I don't know what I, It's just not that bad, John. Stop. <laughs> God, John. Yeah, but uh this is definitely a recommend for me uh, definitely worth your free time john what about you yeah yeah i recommend it i enjoyed seeing the smarts on both sides kind of go at it um 
it felt very real, like you guys have said. I like the simplicity of the story as well. Yeah. Um, You're really rooting for him. And, and like, I guess it fits with the simplicity of it. And, Peter, me and you talk about this all the time with movies, and I'm sure I've said this 30,000 times on this podcast, but having a contained movie, and I mean, like, really down to just one, maybe two set pieces can be really effective in storytelling. Like, just having this movie really be shot in that one area of this, this you know, like, club thing really adds to just the tension. It's it's not, you're not distracted by all these different, like, set pieces. It's, it's a fishbowl episode. Well, yeah, it, it's, when movies do it, you know, most of the time it's done correctly, and it ends up helping the movie. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, It's that's just something else that I really stands out to me that i really I like enjoy. the pace as well like it it didn't really feel slow and, right um i oh, mean it's yeah. a short movie and it just yeah hour 35 there wasn't a lot of build-up like it was just yeah yeah it just flows there's no like oh this is where shit's gonna happen it's just constantly yeah. flowing yeah and it's everything kind of it had a purpose like we didn't get the dog owner going and getting his dogs from his house or anything you know he's just like i got some work to do and the next time he shows up he's releasing a dog on tigger <laughs> i'm just laughing down at the idea of it be like we get all these sidetrack things of him like driving to his house him fiddling with his keys realizing <laughs> oh shit i left the dog keys in the other thing and like him having to go find those keys and i did make the note that d- patrick stewart grabbed the keys out of the sun visor did you notice that yeah. you said you hate when movies do that oh, <laughs> well because again, he saw daniel put them there instead of give them to gabe like you yeah. said yeah so fair again, point. that's a fair point just like in The Descent, I appreciate when that's done with a setup. Yeah. But when it's just the classic 90s movies of I broke into this car, uh, where are the keys? Where are the keys? Sun visor. Ah, perfect. <laughs> and $500. <laughs> <laughs> and a loaded gun to fight the bad guy. What? Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I also felt like this movie was like almost real time. Like It felt like this whole movie could have taken place in an hour and a half, to me, at least. Yeah, although they did, have, the it. They did have it happen overnight. Yeah. Because it ends in the morning. And they got there in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so it, it did was a overnight. They didn't, and that was I guess the one thing they didn't do a good job giving you the downtime because I guess there really wasn't any downtime that we felt. Um, and I, honestly, there didn't have to be. I thought it was a little weird that it did end up in the morning since we didn't because ha- it did feel real time. Yeah, I guess the implied implication of time jump. If, they're, if that's what you want to call it, is more from their first negotiation about the we're not opening the door until the police come, and then it cuts to Patrick Stewart outside explaining everybody the plan and going through the van. Like that, I think that was kind of the, anytime it cut between the the green room and Patrick Stewart and the guys outside, I think that was kind of the implied, you know, time jumpage, if you will. Uh Cause yeah, like the negotiation scenes weren't that long, and they were my favorite part of the movie of just the band being like, "Don't give them the gun because we don't." Gentlemen, <laughs> but like the gun for a cell phone trade is logical. Like if they had to give it up because it was the whole like we don't give them the gun, they're just gonna come bust through the door anyway. Like, but why haven't they? Like, yeah, it's a question. It was very, very tricky. Very, so good. Very I tricky. obviously recommend this movie. Yeah. Uh, since we are we praised the shit out of this movie, it's hard to do like a what would you like or what would you change but do you have anything you guys would change this movie if you would change anything 
How much change would you change to this movie if you could change, would change, could? If I could have this movie not exist just so I could have Anton yell chin back, I guess I would do that. <laughs> you would trade it for... I was yeah. telling John before you got here, Peter, I think if he hadn't died, I think we'd be seeing him in a two lot. or three movies every year. Oh, he was... He was in a good bit of stuff. Well, just like, for like I mean. a brief moment. Well, yeah, like he was building. Like I think he would have hit a good stardom kind of yeah, level his at face, this point. He's got a I don't know, he's very easy to feel empathetic towards or he's something. He's also he's also a believable everyman. Yeah. Like And he, we don't have a lot of those. Yeah, there's too many quote unquote like action star. They're trying to bring back that like nineties action star vibe. Like that's what I hate why they're what they're doing with like Chris Pratt and stuff like that, where it's just have him be an everyman or whatever, not have him be like the ultimate super badass who just happens to be witty. Like, come on guys. Yeah. But nobody we has have, it all. Well, <laughs> I mean like look at John Wick. He's not witty. And he's a badass, and we love him. He's a robot, and he destroys everybody, and I love those movies to death. But yeah, what would you really... Would you change anything to the movie, though? I don't know. I guess I, I would like to have had more... <laughs> hate to say this, but some Nazi interactions. Like, just to see like Patrick Stewart doing more. More Nazi things? Like his day-to-day life. Do you mean like a structural job. thing or him being a racist? No, <laughs> no, not him being a racist, but like he was really good, and he wasn't in it that much, and like That's true. I don't know, I really liked him. I just thought about this though, like, so they're all Nazis. Yeah, do we ever see them do anything particularly racist in this movie? Besides mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart saying the N word a couple times, does he? The, yeah, I missed that. What With, does he say? It's, that? it's the adjective for the type of dope. And then oh. the dealer that he has. Oh yeah, you're um, right. I forgot about that. So he does some of their like the things on the wall. Oh yeah, all the bumper stickers are atrocious. Those are all, well, like the fact that they're Nazis themselves <laughs> makes them racist. John. I'm just getting at like we don't see a scene of them like yeah doing something that you uh, normally Wait, what associate was the with workshop, Nazis. Though that he was pitching to come oh, to on it Wednesday. Was... It was like a something race something. Yes, that's true. It was like a weird like uh, speaker was gonna come speak about like yeah. anti racial relations or something like I don't know something. And then funny. he had free drinks from two to four on Sunday because he felt bad. He was like, you yeah. know what, free drinks, okay. He's <laughs> a smart <laughs> businessman too. <laughs> John, do you have anything you would change? Um, I I kind of would have liked to have seen Tad, the radio host, come back, like realizing something was off. Maybe trying to rescue them, and then he gets taken hostage, and they have to choose whether to rescue the guy that got them into that situation to begin with, or like I don't, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen his character play a bigger role. Oh, jeez. Well, I do because it is, it is sad that Tad set them up for two failed, uh, and they just two failed well, gigs. And the end is, I think the end with Tad is perfect because he's getting his apartment ready for his, for his cousin, cousin who's and not his girlfriend coming, and they're they're not coming, Tad. Like that's so tragic. And you only got the snippet for like three seconds. Yeah, that is a pretty brutal. I feel like that's the most emotion I felt watching someone vacuum a room in, <laughs> oh, quite, in quite some time. <laughs> but he's not coming, Tad. <laughs> he's going to be a tad late. <laughs> that's so stupid. Why did I laugh at that? Oh my gosh. Uh, honestly, the only thing I would change, and I'm not totally committed to this idea. But I'm not opposed to the idea if both Imogen Poots and uh, Anton Yelchin have an angry sex. No, 
no, it, it just not making it. Like oh. if they just either <laughs> either, either die to their wounds or like something, you know what I mean? Like I I would have been okay if this had been a no one walks away scenario. I was thinking about his arm. So duct tape's not breathable. Oh, he's losing the arm. Like he's not oh, yeah, keeping that, that arm. That duct tape, awful. I mean, that's well, all they smart. have. That's a smart idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of how that felt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not yeah. good. So uh, that's what I mean. Of like, I would have been okay with maybe if she had gotten maybe shot in the exchange, so she's well, gonna die. And I was glad he... no one got shot by Patrick Stewart. That would have really pissed me off. Really, really, his swan dive. He's an ace, man. He goes out like <laughs> Eastwood, just taking him down. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mm. But you, you know what I mean? Like that that ending of a you would have liked the Nazis it... to win. Well, nobody would have to won. see a non- new oh. Nazi get their no red. Because no one would have made it out alive. Is what I'm getting. Their at. red laces. Yeah, the you rest see them like the... lacing up their shoes. Really, the red the rest of the red laces are still there and. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess Nazis do ultimately win. Well, no, because the cops are going to come. Are they? Well, yeah, because that guy goes talks to the, the workers. But it just breaks up that warehouse area. It doesn't actually stop the gang. I don't know, dude. Sounds like you just want the Nazis to win. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. What I want to have happen at the end of this movie <laughs> is radical change in this government that prevents Nazi groups from forming and... You know, from, <laughs> I don't know, getting rid of all Nazis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that would be really good. <laughs> they just all sit down and watch Selma and realize <laughs> how foolish they've been this whole time. We can tell you really mean that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean in the sense of like, uh, you know, I like, you know how in all, No Country for Old Men, he comes across the drug deal where they all died? Yeah. Like, I like that kind of metaphor of just like, a more realistic approach of not everyone's going to walk away from that situation. So maybe the cops are coming and they're dead. There. Yeah. And everybody's just dead. You know what I mean? That would, yeah. That'd suck. Cause it's, it's more of a closing. I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. Cause like the way the movie ends in my opinion, is fine. I'm just saying, and honestly, that I might could... be better for them to die. <laughs> oh, cause then all the Nazis are getting thrown in prison. With yeah, the rest then, of the Nazis, because I mean, there's a lot of Nazis being, in prison. <laughs> being poor, ta- poor Pat, Anton, you know, you're just, your friends are dead. You didn't have any gas money anyway, so where are you going? He'll probably be famous, though, now. Oh, you think they're, they're, it'll be one of those Oh, yeah, a fulfilling art. life of book tours and how I survived the SS or whatever. Yeah, the yes. Oregon Nazis. Yeah. The Oregon Nazis. Or. The Oregon Nazis. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we close this out? Um, watch the movie, man. Yeah, I definitely think this is a fun. Well, fun. That's a. I'm not gonna use that word. It's a. It's a good but movie. It is. It's like good. Well, I know, but yeah. this is. I. I was not having a blast <laughs> watching. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. Hi. I was saying like, oh. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. It's, those Ooh. are more of the reactions. <laughs> but yeah, definitely worth your free time. Uh, that's gonna close out, God. close out horror films let's, for us. Let's keep it going another two months. You want to just, just do horror movies? I love horror movies. No, nah, no. Nah, I think this next one will be fun. We're That'll gonna do. Uh, I guess the best way to phrase it is reboots. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> that's censorship, John. Uh, reboots that nobody. <laughs> Asked for. Thought we were keeping it a secret. No, we keep it a secret. They gotta, they gotta know. The people need to know. The people need to know. So we're gonna just try to get that, get that kicked off. We're looking at you, Red Dawn, Ben Hur, um, po- uh, Point Break. 
that Point Break, yes. Others. Oh, God, there's been plenty a of others. So uh, yeah, look forward to that in the future, and uh, we'll definitely Lion see you King. when that starts out. I actually think the Lion King looks good. The CGI one, even the though animated it is one? Just, it, well, it's just a different version of the animated yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's just another animated one, yeah. Let's not talk about this. Let's <laughs> go ahead and end this. Remember, you can reach Simba. us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tmftpodcast, and we will see you next time. <laughs>